calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome back to Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. If this is the first time you're tuning in, welcome. This is the show where I speak to fellow actors and have them tell me funny stories from their past. Sometimes they're auditions. Sometimes it's about roles they didn't get. It's all in all a good time. Today on the show, we have Cynthia Carmona. You may know her from Greenhouse Academy or East Los High. She's currently in the new movie, The Tax Collector, opposite Shia LaBeouf and George Lopez. I had a great time talking to her. Here's that conversation. Please welcome to the show, Cynthia Carmona. Hello. How are you today, darling? I'm good, Jillian. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hanging in there. Glad I have dogs. How many dogs do you have? Um, Three. Oh, technically, wow. I have an Alaskan Malamute, a German Shepherd, and a, a Husky. So it's a oh, big dog house. I was gonna say that they're pretty big over there. Do they do they like sleep in the bed with you? The German Shepherd does, and she's also like the most. Um, how do I say this? She has the most attitude. So if I accidentally yeah. touch her at night, she growls and then jumps <laughs> off the bed. That that sounds like me on a day to day basis. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm asking because I I love dogs so much. I used to have a mini Schnauzer, and this weekend, I was like, yeah, I was hanging out by the beach, and I was just like, you know what? There were so many dogs there, and I'm like, you know what? I really just need a dog again. I just I agree with this. So much we're not worthy. They're so awesome. I know. They're the best things on this planet. I'm so happy that I have dogs. Oh, I want one so bad. I'm thinking about either fostering, you know, now during quarantine, like a lot of these shelters are, are looking for for foster foster homes and stuff. So I'm definitely mm-hmm. considering it. Fostering is, is tough, though, because that's where you fall in love and then you become a foster fail like me with my husky. And then you're just there. You just have another dog. Yeah. Well, you know, that that's probably what's going to end up happening for sure. <laughs> well, I support it. I think you should do it. Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So um, 
I'm so happy to finally meet you. I've heard so much about you. My niece is obsessed with Eastlos High, FYI. I told her that I was interviewing you and she flipped. Oh, yes. That's amazing. I, You know what? I had such a great time working on that show and it was such a special series to be a part of that when I meet, even though that was like what? I was on the show maybe like four years ago. Mm. Every time I meet any Eastlos fans, it's just special. It's so special, yeah. really. I really wish that they would have kept going with that show. It was a good show. They should have. I, I think it had a really great fan base, too. Oh, totally, totally. And I loved being a part of something that was primarily all Latino cast and crew. I thought that was really mm. that was really special. And it was the first established series that I had ever worked on. Like I had just moved to LA when I got on that show, and it was just like, whoa! I'm just wow, incredible people. You had just moved to LA and you got Eastlos High. I mean, it, that's definitely like one of those like super lucky Cinderella stories for sure. Uh, no kidding. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, so I'm originally from Miami, Florida. Okay. And uh, I left, you know, like to pursue my dream, definitely left to LA maybe like, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, was mm-hmm. here for about a year and then decided to just go study theater. Like, That's a good move. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I just have the utmost respect for, you know, the true thespians in theater. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to be able to call myself a real artist and actor. I'm a real actor. Exactly. Exactly. Because you know what? I didn't go to college for acting. Well, you know, a lot of people don't study acting in college. And I don't think it's really necessary unless it's something specific within the craft that you want to study. Anyway, so then then you move to New York, right? You moved to New York. Yeah, I was in New York for like three and a half, four years, just doing as much theater and studying as much theater as I could. And then I decided to come back to LA. Yeah, like I want to say like five years ago. And within six months, I mean, it was crazy. Like I came back, (laughs) I was like sleeping on friends' couches and I was just, you know, I was just hungry. I was just ready to go. I had been doing theater and just cutting my teeth and like this tiny studio apartment and like super broke <laughs> New York. So um, when I was here, it was like, I want to say less than five months of being here, I booked mm-hmm. Eagles High. Wow. As a serious regular. Yeah. So that, that is wild. Thought, yeah. You know, like it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't really happen like that. Right. No, like, it doesn't. It doesn't. And, um, and I know that I'm so extremely aware of that, especially now. Right. Because yeah. You know, first of all, we're not doing anything right now during quarantine. But then as the years, you know, progressed, I was like, wow, I I really just got lucky with this. And especially Mm -hmm. on such a such a special show that had been Emmy nominated and just has incredible actors in it. Like the cast, everybody in the cast is has gone off and done something really special. The producers, the directors, Mm -hmm. everybody involved in that show has something really, really just cool to, to to just show and offer and yeah to be a part of that especially dancing and acting together yeah. that was the first time that I was really able to do that on screen and oh man you, you're making me miss it just talking <laughs> so you're a dancer by trade as well yeah yeah so moving moving backwards in my yeah. I started as a dancer honestly mm. like First of all, I grew up in like the super religious, like what I mean super, I mean like uber religious family. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> birthdays weren't celebrated, nothing like that. Like, no. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely, it was interesting for sure. Um, and so acting, dancing, singing, modeling, any of that was never allowed really. Right. And even though I had that inkling since I was just, I mean, my parents told me that like before I was walking, I was already like dancing and singing and like talking to myself in the mirror and stuff. Yeah. I just always had this, this need to perform. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I, I wasn't really allowed to pursue it much. So what I could do in school was just dance. Mm. So yeah, like I, I was in a lot of like dance teams growing up and then became the captain of those dance teams. And then through those dance teams, I got a scholarship to dance. I got a wonderful school in Miami called Intensity Dancer Studio that was killing it competitively. And yeah, I had like four, I want to say like four years of just free dance classes. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Dance classes are so expensive. Like that's incredible. Yeah. My parents, first of all, my parents were not making the time for me to go do that. That wasn't in their plans for me. And on top of that, they were like, uh, no, we've got bills to pay. Like this, this is not important. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, um, you're a little dancing. No. Yeah. Like just dance in your room, chill out. It's a hobby. <laughs> You'll be okay. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, what, when it came to acting, I was really just, I guess, fortunate in the sense that I had a, I have a godmother who in Miami was like a talent agent for telenovela like Spanish actors yeah and she she said she was like dude we've known it since you were a kid you know like you were always meant to do this acting singing dancing just like performing and we you know they would tell my parents she would tell my parents like hey you guys need to put her in like the local channels variety show or (laughs) or something and my parents would be like nope she has to go to school she's got to be a doctor like oh wow they wanted you to be a doctor yeah. I mean, my mom's a doctor. She's like, in, she's a histologist. What does that mean? So she studies uh, like cancer cell and tissue. Whoa. Yeah. So she's in a lab all day, like lab coat behind the microscope all day. My dad was like valedictorian of his school. <laughs> Brothers, engineers, sisters, psychologists, like there's just all just, you know, academics. Yeah. And then you came along and they're like, crap, here we go. And I just came out like with feathers. Like I was just, I was <laughs> the wild child. Like I, I haven't changed. It's just, I, I now am like in a, in a place in an environment where I can like wave my freak flag real, real high <laughs> and not worry about it. But no, growing up, I was, I was strange. I was totally looked at as weird. <laughs> but um, I love that. No, right? And like you, you grow up your whole life thinking like, oh my God, I'm so weird. And then you just meet all these other incredible artists and mm-hmm. like talented people. And you're just like, oh, we're all weird. And this- right. We're all so strange. It's <laughs> great. It's like, you know, the Island of Misfit Toys. It's really great. <laughs> it truly is. I know my mom still calls me weird all the time. I'm like, what do you expect? I've been doing this since I was like six. Was I supposed to be normal? Oh, that's so cool. And and what, like, did you have like a similar story or were your parents like super cool and open? No, my parents were yeah. like, oh, you want to do that? Great. We hate the the rain in Washington state. So we'll move to California and you can oh. do your thing and we'll sit in the sun. Oh man. You know, I always, I always bring that up to my parents. Like I love them to death. Don't get me wrong. But I'm always like, you see mom, you see dad. Like if you would have been one of those cool parents, you would have moved <laughs> to LA when I was like four I would have been a lot further along at this point. <laughs> but no, no I, it, you know, like I, I really believe everything happens for a reason. And totally. I, 
yeah, I needed to grow up. I had a very normal uh, childhood and like teenage years and stuff, just not focusing on just being an actress or mm-hmm. like that was always, that was just something looming in the background. It was definitely a hobby, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing commercials in Miami, started just working in local plays. I took like my first acting workshop finally when I was like 17 and that's wow. when, yeah, that's when I really just became obsessed. Like it sunk in. I knew that I knew that I needed to do this and mm-hmm. uh, I was fortunate enough at the time to get on a show behind my parents' back. Oh my gosh, no. Yeah, I had like visited a set once in Miami and there was this local director. He was he's actually wasn't local. He was a, a director from New York who was doing a okay. show in Miami. And he was like, "Hey, like have, you know, you you want to be in the scene? Like you're just No way. Swear to God. Um, let's put you in hair and makeup. Like, I really like your look. Um, Oh my God. (laughs) Afterwards, he spoke to me and he was like, why don't you act? Like, what are you, you know, what is your deal? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in school. I'm still in high school. And it wasn't until my senior year of high school that he called me up and was like, hey, listen, I'm doing this like sketch comedy show. Uh, for like the Latin market in Miami. And I really want you to be in it as a dancer and as an Mm. actress. And we started, yeah, we started shooting it during my senior year. Yeah, senior year. And I had to drop out because I I couldn't do both. It makes sense. Yeah, I couldn't hide it from my parents, make it to filming. And Mm. on top of that, like graduate with, you know, decent grades. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> first, like that was my first hurrah. It was, it was, it was incredible. Really. It was a great experience, but yeah, I never got to finish it. The series ended up doing really well. And, um, I actually went off to like my first year of college. I actually was studying dentistry. Dentistry. You could have been a dentist. I mean, like that. They, what a I, life. I'm just horrified at like anybody who would ever let me near their mouth like that. <laughs> like, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, oh no! I totally did it. I rocked it. Like I went and became a dental assistant, and I went to school for it. And I was actually working as a dental assistant at the time. I must have been like, oh, I want to say like 19. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was working for this super young doctor at the time. And he was like, you know what? You are, you're super nice and you're cool. And like, I loved having you here. But every time you speak about acting or dancing or performing Mm. or writing or anything, like your eyes light up. Aw. Yeah. And he was like, let me tell you something about dentists. Dentists have this highest suicide rate. What? Yeah. He was like, you know, and it's true. It's true. Like, Look this up. It's crazy. Oh my God. The statistics of this. Yeah, you know, people never really like the dentist. They're not really. I mean, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's not the best person to see. Yeah, he because I asked him the same thing and he was like, people always think we're trying to rip them off. They're never happy to see us. They don't <laughs> feel like we're helping them. They're terrified of us. Like, it yeah. sucks. He's like, you know what? If I would have liked anything else, I would have gone with my passion. Go with your dream. And that Aww. day I quit. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing that your boss was just like, you know what? 
this isn't for you. You need to go do what you're supposed to do in this life. I think it was a nice way of him telling me, like, you are horrible at this <laughs> job. Like, you need to go do something where you're going <laughs> to Please leave. Please <laughs> kindly remove yourself from my office. So uh, what, do your, um, what do your parents say now, now that you've been, you know, found success in this? Yeah, you know, at first like right after leaving the the dental office and just being like, hey, I'm leaving. I don't know anybody in LA and I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. They were terrified. <laughs> right, yeah. They were terrified. Um, I remember like my parents were like, you you need to just go and leave. They weren't happy about it. Like basically mm. like, you know, not, not pleased at all and very scared. And you know how parents are. They'll like oh, give yeah. you every reason as to why you will fail at crazy dream of yours. Um, but I did it anyway, because I've always been that kind of person. Like, you can tell me a million things, and I'm just going to do whatever I want at the end of the day. Hey, you got to be that way if you're going to be somebody in this industry, because totally. as you know, we get told no more than we get told yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And people, everybody wants to tell you their opinion or what they think you should do or what who they think you should be or be mm-hmm. like. And yep. you got to – I think I think that's something – that has helped me so much throughout all of this is that it's always been like, no, what do I want? What do I want to do? What do I see for myself? And then I just kind of go after it. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. But um, to answer the question, they're super proud of me now. My parents Good. are my biggest fans. It took them a very long time. Like I've been doing this now for like, I want to say 10 years mm. and- at first, like I'd be filming things and you know how, you know how it is. Like things would take forever to come out. Yeah. And then they, they think that you're lying. Oh, oh yeah. I had family in Colombia that was like, is she really an actress? Like, what <laughs> She's like, what? she's filming. What is she filming? So is she just filming on her phone? Like what's going on? Exactly. Yeah. So it took a, it took a while. Like I think it was by the time I was on my second series, uh, I was on this show called Greenhouse Academy that they were like, oh, wow, like you, you're like an actress. Like you're wow. dancing. I'm like, yeah, guys, I've been doing this for, you know, I don't know how many years now. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've been trying to tell you that this is my job. Right. But no, they're, they're great. My parents now, it's so funny because I just called them a couple of weeks ago and I was like, hey, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we're just watching your show again we're just watching from season one and just you know, just seeing how your character has evolved and grown. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what who, who are, who, who took over your bodies? What is this? <laughs> you know, but biggest fans, if I have an audition or if a show gets canceled or if I'm having a hard day at work mm-hmm. or like if I need some, some, you know, sometimes when we have to shoot like these really difficult scenes, like I'll call my parents, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, just to get a little love and just come at it from a good place. And they're just always there to pep talk me. And um, they're just there for me, man. And and I just hope that I can make them proud with my work. Oh, okay. You're going to make me cry. I'm sure you've made them proud by now. I mean, like you said, you've been on two huge series now. I mean, that's huge in this industry. That's a big accomplishment. Yeah, it's really cool. It's, you know, it's really cool. Like now that we're talking about like cool stories, I had, I had you know, I was filming Islos High, right? And I was mm-hmm. I was on an actual high. Like I was on this series and I'm dancing and I get this audition oh, while goodness. I'm shooting. Yeah, while I'm shooting Islos High. And I'm like, guys, I'm on set every day. I can't do this right now. Mm. And my manager was like, dude, this is a good opportunity for you. It's a great series. Film it in your trailer if you have to. Yeah. And lo and behold, I had one of the actors on East High, who's an incredible actor, by the way, his name is Adichike. He's just, he's just such a good everything. He <laughs> shot me in my trailer. It was awful lighting. I'm pretty sure the audio was just terrible, but <laughs> yeah, it was the audition for Greenhouse Academy. So, oh wow. Yeah. So, I mean, really special. I think that's, that's always something I look back on. Like, wow. Like I, I book, I was a series regular on two different shows at the same time when I first started. That's blowing my mind. Like, that's absolutely that's one of those things where you you back in the day, it wouldn't have even happened because you would have been locked into a contract and they would have been like, absolutely not. You can't be on another show. Totally, totally. But that's what's so cool about like digital media. You know, like Mm -hmm. I was on one show was on um, one show was on Hulu and then the other show was on Netflix. So funny. Yeah. So I was able to do both and they were both super unique and special. It's it, I, it still blows me away just to talk about it. That's amazing. All right. So do you have any other fun stories or um, interesting or heartbreaking stories that you want to share with us? Uh, yeah. So I've actually, 
I've actually got a really a really cool movie coming out August seventh, mm-hmm. uh, directed by David Ayer called The Tax Collector, and it stars um, Bobby Soto, Shia LaBeouf, George Lopez, and myself. Mm-hmm. It's a really really great film. I'm excited for everybody to see it. And the way that I actually got that role was probably the most crazy experience of my career thus far. Oh my gosh. All right. Let me get my popcorn. Let's do this. <laughs> so, you know, David Ayer. Like, yeah. Huge. Huge. No big deal, right? <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. No. I mean, just like Trading Day, Suicide Squad, Fury. Like just the, the list goes on. He was just, he's just so great. Very laid back movies, not, you know, not huge movies by any means. Yeah, like totally rom-com, you know, just like, (laughs) you know, that, like puppies and rainbows and all the good stuff. (laughs) Uh, He was actually auditioning for the lead of this series. This was the first time that he was going to be delving into TV. It was supposed Mm. to be, you know, a major network show and it was – Literally, Jillian, it was the greatest script I had ever read, ever. Wow. Like, it it was just so badass. It was everything that I love, meaning, like, just a lot of action and mm-hmm. female lead, just, like, kicking ass and taking names kind of thing. Oh, yeah. You know, representing myself as a Latina. Like, oh, man, it was just the coolest script I had ever read. And – it's something that I just had to do. And I was really excited to just get to meet David. You know, I had yeah. never met before, but I loved his work. Like, end of watch. Like, fuck, I loved that movie. So good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I I came in a couple of times and, and I auditioned for him. And it was, like, nerve-wracking because they auditioned everybody. Like, everybody that was, like, my type. Like, everybody was in the room. And uh. it was such a – it was such a thrill. And I actually ended up testing for the role. Mm. And it was, like, Jerry Brockheimer in the room. And oh, my God. She, yeah, I mean, like, just everybody. And – yeah, it was probably the the strongest audition I've ever had in my career. The one that I was, I just gave it my all. Like I mm. left it all in the room, and, uh, that- and that's such a special moment in itself. Because I feel like that's just like one of those moments as an actor where you're like, I really did truly do the best job I absolutely could have. Of course, and you know, like testing is is nerve wracking, right? So nerve wracking. Like- you have like thirty people in front of you, and you're trying to get involved in a scene with one other person. Yeah, and then they make you sign the contract before you yep. go in, and you, you know, there's like just all these factors that just take away the the acting. What yeah. I, there's just so much that is stripped from you that you just have to find it, mm-hmm. however you can. But yeah, no, David was great with me in the room. We worked together, and he was my cheerleader from day one. Hmm. Yeah, that fr- it was a Friday. I'll never forget. It was a Friday, and oh god! And then you had to wait all weekend. Yes, but the <laughs> the cool thing was that it was Coachella weekend. Oh, so I actually ended up going to Coachella that weekend and like kind of let it go, kind of just let it out to the universe. Was just like, you know what? If this is meant for me, whatever, I'll know. Mm-hmm. And Monday morning, I'm driving back from you know from Coachella Valley, and I get a message from David. Oh my gosh! I know, and he's like. Hey Cynthia, this is David Ayer. And, <laughs> yeah, and he's like, um, I just want you to know, like, you did a great job, and you should be really proud of yourself. And like, I have good news and bad news. And I'm like, oh. uh oh, 
sure. Okay. Let's see what he's going to say. Like yeah. he's like, I didn't book the role and you know, great job and we'll keep you in mind or something like that. Right. Of course. I'm totally going to hire you next time. Yeah. Like we should have lunch. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he's like, okay, do you, the good news is the role was yours from the very beginning. Wow. You know, you were, you were our girl from the start. We just needed to you know, just iron out the details and stuff with network. Hmm. The bad news is that the show is actually not going to move forward at all. What? Because there was like some differences with the network and he was like, the show's actually not, not going to happen through this particular network. So imagine Jillian being oh on my the God. Show, like, I just booked the most incredible role of my career. I mean, female lead, like my mom was already waiting on, you know, yeah. house I was going to buy her basically. <laughs> <laughs> and then to get the, in the same sentence, like, Hey, you booked this role, but we're not going to move forward with this project in this network. It was like, how? What? I just, I can't even imagine the roller coaster of emotions you went through in like a span of 60 seconds. It was, it was insane. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like, I was so, I was just so happy to have been able to, to, it's like, it's like, it's like a check mark. It's like something right. that was like, you know what? I did this and it was great. In that moment, you just had to let it go and just like, okay, mm. cool. And then David was like, but, uh, you know, I, I do want to work with you and I do want to do something in the future. So mm-hmm. we should, we should meet up. We should have lunch at my office. Like, I'd really love to get to know you more. And I was like, okay. okay see, you know, how many times this has this happened that you take a meeting with a producer or a director? And then when, right. when do things follow through? The day that I went to his office, there were like four other actors there and I had no idea what we were doing. What? Yeah. We had to sign an NDA form as soon as we got in. I was just like waiting for some good Thai food or something like I, right. I didn't know what was going on. And David walks in and he's basically like, hey, like I brought you guys all here because you guys are the cast of my new movie. So for the next two hours, we're just going to talk about the script. Wait, what? That is so bizarre. Jillian, your reaction was my reaction. I was like, well, what? Wait, what? I'm no, just flabbergasted. I, I like, that was one reaction. And the other reaction was like, are we still doing takeout? Like I really <laughs> anything before I got her. (laughs) But David, I I still need that food though. need to eat. I get real hangry. Like, how are we going to handle this? Um, No, that's what it was. So I was actually sitting in the room with Bobby Soto, Conejo, uh, Cheyenne Hernandez, who had also been in the testing room for the role Mm. that I was in for. Wow. And and myself. Yeah. And David just sits down with us and tells us about this script that he's had in his mind for the last like 20 years and that he's finally found the cast who will bring it forward. Holy crap. That's how it began. And let me tell you, like if, if, if family crimes, which was the original script for the the previous role was like the best script that I had read. Mm -hmm. The tax collector was, was up there, definitely up there and just, you know, female lead on, you know, just incredible action film with Shia LaBeouf. Bah, like hello you know yeah I mean that's like dream life right there yeah, 100% and just something so different from what I had been doing right like before wow. with my series and all that just just exactly where I felt like I needed to be and I wanted to be and exactly where I had worked to be so yeah that was definitely like both the worst and best 
audition. Story. It's just such a bizarre like turn of events. You know, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, yeah, sure, you're gonna put me in something else. I've heard that before, and then they're like, no, no, this is yours. No, yeah, and it was like obviously like it wasn't something that was just given to me. Like I had shown my 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 work in the room. Yeah. Like, I had worked. I had gone in oof before network. I had gone in like three times, four mm. times before that, before the test to just, you know, sh- uh, just do all these different scenes. So he saw, he saw, he, you, you, they get a feel for you. He got a feel yeah. for me in the room and I got a feel for him too. And it was the same as it was on set. It's just building that chemistry with the director and connecting to the material and Man, it was it was incredible, and the experience of filming that movie is just a whole other bag of tricks. <laughs> that was crazy. It was crazy. It was absolutely crazy. Oh my gosh! So, uh, where is this movie going to be so that everybody can watch it? Okay, so the movie will be in theaters August seventh, but it will also be digital and on demand, video on demand, and it will be available in the rest of the world October twenty sixth. Fantastic. And where can people find you on social media? Uh, you know, I'm not like on everywhere on social media. I'm not going to lie. I'm still yeah. the hang of it. But I am on Instagram. So definitely follow me and, and keep up with what I'm doing and reach out and say hi. I, I, tr- I say hello back. I definitely try to answer as many messages as I can. It's at Cynthia Carmona. I'm I'm just sitting here completely flabbergasted still about that story because that one shook me to my core. Yeah, we didn't even get to like the embarrassing stories. You're going to have to come back on. Yeah, no, for real. But that one was that one was a special one and I think for, you know, any actor that's out there listening to this right now, it's like you never know you may not book a certain role that you want so bad and obviously we get so down on ourselves, but you never know. Like that incredibly strong audition that you gave your all can lead to something even better so 100 percent learned <laughs> oh my gosh well thank you so much cynthia i cannot wait to watch the tax collector i'm going to download it the day it comes out oh thank you let me know what thank you think you. i'm I definitely shall. excited i've been jamming to the soundtrack all day today so Ooh, fun cool. it's pretty cool <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show thanks jillian thanks for having me Thanks again to Cynthia for coming on the show and sharing that awesome story about her new film, The Tax Collector, which is out tomorrow, August 7th. Make sure to watch that and support her. Tune in next week to hear my conversation with Alex Weiss. You know him from Broadway or maybe Bold and the Beautiful or his series Indoor Boys. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to it right now. You can also follow the show on social media. Those links are in the show notes. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog. And as always, thanks for coming in. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. 
You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.